0: Like, we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know, you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. The point to having a bunch of Ferraris and keep them in the garage, you know, like take them out to the track. So, once a giant, always a giant. For me, it's only a giant.
1: Welcome, everybody, to another special edition of All In With Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. And this is our final show from the lovely confines of my hotel room in Indianapolis. Combine Day 5 for us. I know a lot of you watch on NFL Network and saw them touting yesterday as Day 1 of the Combine. But if you've been following along, we've been here since Monday. It was Day 1 on Monday. And most of the cavalry is making its way out of town today, Friday from Indianapolis. But boy, did we have a big morning as previewed yesterday, quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs. And the giants were involved heavily across all fronts. We'll get to that later. We'll have video of LSU wide receiver Malik neighbors, who is very much in play for the number six overall pick and LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels, who is also in the mix for the top six. Right now, the feeling is that quarterbacks may go one, two, and three, and that would require the Giants to pivot and go in another direction away from the quarterbacks. That's why Malik Nabors and Rome Adunzie will factor in there at six. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. was not there today. Uh, as of recording this, there's no explanation as to where Mar, you know, Maserati Marv is right now. Uh, we know that he is not participating in the on-the-field drills. He's in a situation where he's looking at, um, you know, he's going to be the top receiver picked, but. Yeah, there are questions at this point as to, you know, Harrison's status a little bit. You turn on the film, there's no doubt, but it was kind of weird this morning to see him not at the podium. His little placard was up there with his name, and the crowd was there waiting for him, and the NFL kind of pulled it down and then decided, you know what, we are going to uh, move on to the next session and – And go from there. So we'll get to that in a bit at the close of the show. But first up, my one-on-one Notre Dame running back, Audrick Esteme, St. Joe's Montvale, the pride of Nyack, New York, Rockland County represent, now out at South Bend. And I was able to grab him for a one-on-one, four all-in. So hopefully you guys will enjoy our, our interview Uh, He was gracious enough to stop. He has met with the Giants. uh, Very hopeful that the Giants would be interested. Uh, He's really probably an early day four, uh, round four, day three pick as far as running back goes. Obviously, the Giants have a lot to determine over the next two weeks or so and what that backfield is going to look like, if it includes Saquon Barkley, if not, what they do in free agency. Uh, do they go after a Devin Singletary or a Zach Moss, both of whom have experience with Dable and Shane up in Buffalo, or do they go elsewhere? And I don't believe a draft pick of Audrey Esteme would prevent the Giants from signing another back. Actually, I think Esteme would probably be in a good position to be a complementary back to start the season off uh, and then you let him grow as a rookie almost think almost Brandon Jacobs, Ahmad Bradshaw kind of situation, if not styles, just in terms of playing style, uh, playing time and how they're used uh, in the game. So Audrick's got a great story, an inspirational one, certainly part heartbreaking, lost his mom at the age of 10 to sickle cell disease and, if you know anything about his story at St. Joe's uh, has really had a tight family unit. It was his mom who was a single mother and his brother who's two years older than him. So a lot of emotions for him and at every marker of this journey, he gives thanks and thinks about his mom and the impact she had and the lessons she taught him back then. So Check out the story on NorthJersey.com and in the print editions of the record over the weekend. The story is up on NorthJersey.com now. Go into more in-depth. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll appreciate Audrick for who he is. Uh, And I think he's a a player definitely worth rooting for. And I know the Giants would love to end up having him at some point. Uh, And I know he'd love to be here. So it'll be interesting to see how that whole thing plays out. So now, without further ado, let's go to the floor of the convention center in the heart of the interview session on Friday morning. And here's my one on one with Notre Dame running back Audrick Esteme. With everything in your head of what you anticipated of what this was going to be like, when you get here, assume it was Wednesday.
0: Yeah. We no, we got here on Tuesday, on actually. Tuesday. Yes, sir.
1: How does the reality match up with what you envisioned?
0: Yeah, they definitely said it was going to be uh, busy days, busy nights, long, early up in the morning, late at night. And that's definitely true. We've been busy, we, our schedule's packed. But the thing that is different is uh, it's very enjoyable. Like, I'm enjoying myself, I'm having fun with it. 'Cause this is a process that you'll never go through and this is a process that a lot of people dream of and I can't take this for granted. So I'm very I'm enjoying myself and having keeping a smile on my face throughout this process.
1: I know going all the way back to your days in you know, Spring Valley Hornets and yes, sir. you know, and Nyack and then Joe's you know, and all the way through, uh, your mom was always a big presence yes, for you since for sure. really since the age of ten when she passed. Um, how much do you find yourself thinking of your journey when you get to kind of every marker that you've taken yeah. in this, you know, run from, you know, all the way back when yeah, until for now? Yeah, sure.
0: So I'm a guy that just stays where my feet are at. So I just take the task at hand and execute that task. But at times, there's times where I sit back and I just look at the bigger scope and I'm just, I'm amazed about I'm proud of myself, the, the things I had to go through and the steps that, that I've taken to get here. But I think, again, I I come back out, and I say it's just long. It's, it's. A lot. I have a lot left to prove. I have a lot journey left. That was just a little bit of my life that I've gone through. But I'm just blessed. Blessed for everything I had to go through. Blessed for the people who are in my life. I'm blessed for my mother. The sacrifice she made for me just to be at this spot today.
1: Uh, I know you you, know, you do a lot on game day, thinking of your mom, you know yes, kind of talking to her mm-hmm. the the tattoo, which I thought was great yep. the the Roman numerals of her birthday, right yes sir When you take the field this weekend, I assume you'll do some i don 't know if you 're doing everything or, mm-hmm. uh, how how you know, will you look for ways to kind of
0: yeah, most definitely. So when I get to the field on Saturday, I'm taking that as game day. So I'm going to do my game day ritual. I'm going to get in the end zone. I'm going to say a little prayer, talk to God, um, Jesus. And I'm going to talk to my mother for a little bit. I'm going to ask her for her guidance. I'm going to ask her for her power. And I know she's going to deliver like she always has for, my, for me for my whole life. Are you the best running back in this draft? Yes, sir. I am the best running back in this draft.
1: Why do you feel that way?
0: Because I'm a guy that could do it all, honestly. I feel like I'm... Um, my, fi- my film speaks for itself. I was an All-American. I'm, I was very productive in my college career, but I'm also a guy that has very a lot of tools, and I feel like that separates me from the other backs. I'm a bigger back, but I'm a guy that's a fast back. I'm able to pass protect. I'm a back that can run routes. So I'm a guy who can do it all.
1: I had a great conversation with uh, Terence Fede, your godfather, yes, sir. and you know, he told me that he remembers back when you were 10, and it was right around when your mom had passed, he was training for his pro day. Yep. And that you and your brother kind of snuck in yep. to the NIAC bubble, I think he told yeah. me. Yes, sir. What do you remember about that being at such a young age, and, <laughs> yeah. and was that kind of sparked that, that you know, desire to get to this point. most
0: definitely. That's a blessing for me to have a guy like that who's gone through the process. And so I was experienced and I was exposed to at a young age and I'll see him go work out. And I played football since I was four. So I was like, oh, could I go join? Could I do your workout? So he was trained for his pro day and then he would have drills for me and my brother to do. So that was definitely gave me a little advantage at a young age.
1: I talked to Danny Morangi from St. Joe's and he said he remembers being with the varsity. He was DC at the time. They were Mm -hmm. coming back from Union City for a scrimmage. and one of the freshman coaches called from Joe's. Mm-hmm. You guys had a scrimmage that day and said, you guys left your starting running back at home. Yeah. It was you as a freshman dominating the first <laughs> scrimmage. Do you remember how quickly things kind of came together for you at Joe's?
0: Yeah, honestly, it was a process, it was kind of like college. You go, you walk into the building, and next thing you know, you're leaving the building. But I'm a guy that tries to take advantage of every opportunity, every step of the way. So I hit no I hit the ground running. Honestly, right when I get there as a freshman, I left a, I left a mark that they can erase. And I'm I'm blessed for all the coaches I met there. I'm blessed for all the everything they taught me, and I'm, that's something I'll take on, take with me forever.
1: Last thing, why don't you give me a scouting report uh, of who you are and, and what you plan on showing teams?
0: Yeah, I'm, I just want to show that I'm an athlete. I'm a, I'm a high-level athlete. I'm a, I'm a pro. I'm a, I'm gonna come in as a pro. Even even if I'm not talking about football, I'm gonna come in for meetings as a pro. And I'm just gonna be able to show them everything I'm doing. I'm a fast guy. I have a good hands, and I'm gonna show that all tomorrow.
1: Do you think people? misinterpret because of size how quick you are
0: yes I do but it's time to show them try to show those doubters
1: Uh, out of the teams you met with did you meet with Giants jets
0: yeah i met with the giants and jets informally okay yes sir Wait, you
1: get a feel i mean what would that be like to yeah be at home?
0: that would be a dream come true to be able to have my family at all my games all the home games and just to represent new york on a, at the highest level that would just be a dream come true did you get
1: a different feel for the giants when you to yeah, them? yeah i had a good were...
0: feel it was a great vibe out there. i like their energy and i could i could see that they like me a lot
1: you expect to to be a part of like their pro day when they have their pro day local yeah pro i'll probably day, get so. out there yeah. thanks a lot man. thank you
0: very much appreciate it appreciate talking
1: you, to you. And we will see Esteme in Lucas Oil Stadium tomorrow with the running backs doing all of their on-field work. Uh, You know, I think he's going to surprise in the 40-yard dash. I think people look at his size and don't believe that he's going to run the way he is, that his feet are a heck of a lot more nimble than given credit for. Uh, So uh, it'll be interesting to see what he runs but again, I hope you got a little glimpse as to how important his story is uh, for him, for his family, uh, for Terrence Fiday. I don't know. Giants fans, you should remember him. He had a cup of coffee. He's from Marist. Uh, spent the beginning part and a summer with the Giants trying to latch on at home. And, you know, he's his godfather and his cousin. And he's really kind of trying to help him along the way. So, again... Audric Esteme is a name to watch for the Giants and we'll be keeping tabs on him. And a year ago, if I told you keep an eye on local guy Tommy DeVito, you may have looked at me and said, nah, and I probably would have looked at you and said, Ah, it's a long shot. Well, we know how that story turned out. So if Audric Esteme ends up with the Giants and he ends up doing well and getting carries this year and scoring touchdowns, remember you heard it from us first here on All In about Audric Esteme. Uh, And also check out the video, he talked a lot about his hobbies, and we put up a video on NorthJersey.com, his many talents. He's a chef, said he can cook a mean steak, also said he likes to sing. He said some people don't think that he's a good singer, but he was egged on, and he actually busted out a couple bars of a song that everybody knows and I think you should check out the video. It was actually pretty funny and showed a lot of personality from Audric. So check that out and make sure uh, you read the story on Audric on NorthJersey.com. So appreciate it to him, too. Appreciate it to to Cody Enos from the league uh, who helped me set up the one-on-one uh, in between his stops at XM and uh, the podium for the regular interview session. Um, so let's get to Friday morning. What was the deal? What were we talking about? Well, yeah, had the quarterbacks. yeah, had the wide receivers. The questions, have you met with the Giants? Well, the answer is yes. Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, all of them met with the Giants. I told you that at the beginning of the week. The Giants will meet with everyone. Giants did 45 formal interviews, and they finished yesterday morning. So there's 45 guys. That's the limit. And you can imagine how many people kind of factor into that. Uh, and wide receivers. We didn't hear from Marvin Harrison, but we got Roma Dunzier and Malik neighbors to talk about the Giants. A couple other things before we get to uh, both Jaden Daniels and Malik neighbors talking about the Giants. It's very, very cool. Quick snippets. Wanted to get it for you. Paul Wood, our producer, produced it. It looks great. Uh, Enjoy it. See their reaction. See their facial expressions when they're talking about the Giants. That matters. It matters in this situation because they're not faking it, and they really want to talk about where they're at. So uh, a couple other things from the morning. As Adunzie was talking, at the podium right next to him, was Brendan Rice. And at that point, I got to admit, I didn't realize he was the son of the GOAT, Jerry Rice's son, for whatever reason. I should have known that. He was one of Caleb Williams' best targets at USC. But I didn't know that. Now, not only did he meet with the Giants, but it was kind of funny talking about it, talked about how you know the franchise, he believes in the plan moving forward. So if the Giants end up going quarterback in the first round, I'd keep an eye on Rice as a guy, a day two guy maybe, uh, that would not that be crazy, especially for the Giants fans that go all the way back to the 80s and the early 90s to have Jerry Rice's son in Giants blue. That would be pretty crazy. So let's go to the video snippets that I told you about Malik Neighbors and Jaden Daniels. Um, like I said, you know, I'm able to go outside and inside. So I'm able to, you know, create space where they be with, a, you know, a corner that's outside, a long naked corner, uh, slot guy. Um, safety, you know, so I'm able to, you know, play different positions. I feel that that's what makes me, it makes me great, really. That I can go against eight DBs a game and still, you know, average 100 yards a game. Um, and the Buffalo Bills haven't been a in contact. Malik, how many, How much time? Yeah, you watch those guys all the games. Nah, you know, I watch, you know, I watch them. We you know when they was playing teams, but I don't watch them personally. No. Malik, how was your meeting with the Giants? my um, I meeting with the Giants was, was actually pretty good.
0: What do you what is your biggest takeaway from
1: it? Um, you know, they're here, of course, they love dogs. You know, they're able to, you know, find find those receivers that they really want. Um and they got a great plan going on to this season that I heard. Malik, can you can an animal yeah,
0: for twenty four hours. Yeah, it was fun. I um,
1: I love football. I'm very passionate about it. So whenever I get to talk about it, I love
0: it. What was your biggest takeaway
1: from it? Um, just how energetic the coaching staff
0: was. Um, I was just going in and getting to know me as a person. They, they were very excited about
1: that. All right. And truth be told, those were great. Malik Neighbors was great. Jaden Daniels was great about the Giants. We also had stuff from Drake May, North Carolina quarterback. The problem is – the audio of the speakers at the podium next to Drake May were louder than what Drake May's were. So as I recorded it, I had it. He talked about Eli Manning being an advisor for him throughout this process, working with quarterback coach, David Morris, uh, who was Eli's backup in college, good friends with Eli Manning and Daniel Jones's private quarterbacks coach. So Drake May talked about that. He also talked about how, you know, meeting with, with Brian Gable and Mr. Shane. That was interesting. Joe Shane. Uh, and, you know, he had good things to say about meeting with the Giants. Now, are, are they going to be there for the Giants? Will the Giants be able to trade up and get one of those two guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody knows right now. Right now, the feeling is that quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three, and that the Bears, the Commanders, and – the Patriots will take quarterbacks. We'll see. We'll see if that's the way it turns out once we get out of the combine. And then there's been a little buzz on Friday. I don't know if if I should believe it or not, that the fourth pick with Arizona could be for sale. If there's actually a team willing to come up and wanting to come up to get JJ McCarthy. Uh, We talked all about JJ McCarthy with Dane Brugler earlier in the week. Uh, Obviously talked about it again with Chris Sims. Uh, So, It's it's one of those things where we're not real sure uh, of the strong interest in J.J. McCarthy and are people actually projecting him to be a top 10 pick. Uh, Look, it's a quarterback. So if you fall in love with the quarterback, you better take them and don't sit there and wait for him to come to you, because more times than not, they will not come to you. So that is some of the stuff that was going on today. Couple other things. One, an interesting story. I'll give a hat tip uh, to Paul Schwartz and Ryan Dunleavy, the New York Post. Uh, they had a story about Darren Waller, uh, and that after the season, it was it really wore on Waller a little bit, and he had told people in the Giants organization that he may consider retiring, uh, which is interesting. He is not going to retire according to their report now. So he's coming back. So if the report doesn't come out, we don't know about it, but it's interesting information that the Giants believe Waller will be back. They don't consider him a cap casualty. They think he's still going to have an opportunity to be a part of this offense. Obviously health is a big factor. Quarterback is a big factor. What they're going to do up front is a big factor, but Waller at this point remains in the fold. And, we're waiting on Taquan Barkley and Xavier McKinney. I'll give you this nugget as we go into the weekend. Giants, we're going to meet with Dave Mulligetta, who is Xavier McKinney's agent. I, I Here's what I've gotten the sense. The Giants would like to have Xavier McKinney back. They view him as a homegrown player. He's 24 years old. He's got a lot of upside. We saw in those last five games, he played in an elite level. I think the concern is, if you're going to pay him at the top of the market, 16, $17 million a year, which it's right in that Jesse Bates territory, make a Fitzpatrick. That's what you're talking. If you're going to pay him in that situation now at 24 and a young player. And you know, if you're going to make an investment, you're going to make an investment, but the player in that stratosphere needs to be a game changer. And, While Xavier McKinney makes game-changing plays, overall, from Game 1 to Game 17, I don't know if you can call him a game-changer. Dexter Lawrence is a game-changer. Xavier McKinney is not Dexter Lawrence right now. So that's where the Giants are. I think they'll set a number. I think maybe $14 million a year, maybe a little less, maybe a little bit more. I don't believe McKinney is going to be shopping in that area. I think they're going to want, and this is just me, I think they're going to want 15 and above. And the Giants will have to make a decision if they want to pay Xavier as a game changer and whether they believe he's going to be a game changer week in, week out, or do they want to take that money. It's going to be a little bit of a saturated market in the safety position that's out there. There's also rumors I heard last night The Cardinals may be looking to move Buda Baker, who at 28 years old is still not over the hill. He's a good player. Kevin Byard was a cap casualty in Philly. He's getting released. Now, Byard may not may have lost a step, may have lost a few miles on his fastball. But we know the connection with Shane Bowen from their time together in Tennessee. Could Byard come on the cheap? and cheap is a relative term, but could they get fired here for $10 million a year? And now you're talking about saving, you know, 15 million uh, from 15 or 16 down to 10. You can use that money to get another offensive lineman. You know, maybe you can up the ante for an edge player for a second corner with Deontay Banks. It's all things to consider. So that's where we're at with Xavier McKinney. I think the Giants want him back, but there are provisions that I think the Giants are working through, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I still don't think that the franchise tag is in play for Saquon Barkley or the transition tag in play for Xavier McKinney. Uh, The transition tag is more likely for McKinney, but that would really be the Giants getting that right of – Final refusal, if McKinney hits the market, and then as I explained to you the other day, he comes back with the offer that he's now accepted from another team, and then the Giants have the right either match or release him and let him go as a free agent. Uh, They do not receive compensation for that. It could factor into the compensatory pick formula, uh, but that's kind of one of those things where if the Giants believe that the market might not be where McKinney thinks it is, 24 year old safety who showed a lot at the at down the stretch of last season. Plus with a premier agent representing him and Mulgueta, he gets his guys money. He gets his guys paid. You have to consider that, you know, a lot of baseball fans will look at Scott Boris. Once Pete Alonso Scott signed with Scott Boris, it, the question of him taking a hometown discount is out the window. That's kind of the same thing with Xavier McKinney and Dave Milageta. Uh You know, Xavier's not coming back at 50 cents on the dollar. It's just not going to happen. So the Giants have to determine and set their cost and set their rate and where they want to be. And as Joe Shane said regarding Saquon Barkley last year, you'll stretch and you'll stretch and you stretch. And that's going to be it. So uh, it'll be interesting over the weekend. We'll have stuff posted. I'll have some stories on the wide receivers and the quarterbacks. Monday morning, mock draft Monday, Monday, the post-combine Giants-only mock draft on NorthJersey.com, and then we'll go every other week. And at one point, I think Paul and I are going to do a mock draft show where I will go through the picks, talk about who's there and why I make the pick that I make. Uh, It'll be an interesting show. We'll see – Uh, When we do that, we want to kind of be closer to the draft for that, maybe first week of April after the owners meetings, because you guys want the intel. You guys want the information. And I don't want to give you half of the truth and just kind of make up the other half based on, you know, hearsay and rumors. And although they're juicy, uh, I'd, I'd rather give you the most concrete information you can get. So. Hope you enjoyed a great week out here in Indy with all the shows, all the videos. If you haven't seen it, go on NorthJersey.com. Go to our typical platform uh, for the podcast on Omni or Spotify or Apple or wherever else you want to go, Odyssey, or go to YouTube. Search All In with Art Stapleton on NorthJersey.com page and watch the great videos that we put together this week. Uh, It's going to be more of a regular for the show and we think you're going to like it. So hopefully you enjoyed everything that we were able to put together here in Indy and we'll be back next week. And we're pivoting to free agency. The draft is still prevalent, but we'll be pivoting to free agency. Uh, I teased yesterday, Jonathan Jones from CBS sports, who's just been crushing it this off season. Uh, we've talked about getting together with a video in our studio uh, and I'll keep you posted and let you know, when that's going to transpire so that's it for indy we are all out of indy i'll be heading to the airport very soon but we're always all in with the giants with this podcast and with you and we appreciate you being all in so thanks to paul wood for all his excellent work everybody back at north jersey.com and the record and appreciate it for me thank you for tuning in all week thank you for following all of our coverage and keep being all in because that's what we do have a great weekend and we will talk to you next week